Welcome back to Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blonder, this is Abe Lovich, and today we are joined by my good friend, Justin. Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the World Juniors. Uh, that just happened. It was a huge tournament with, you know, the future of the NHL right here with 10 teams competing. The United States came out on top. Uh, it was a great competitive tournament, but Abe, let's just get us started. What happened? Yeah, first of all, congratulations to the United States team for winning this. It was an amazing journey throughout this. But I think we should start out in the earlier rounds. So the two teams we know didn't make the playoff, that was Switzerland and Austria. They fell short in the, in the games before the tournament. But why don't we get started on what's actually going on or went, ha- went down? Yeah, all right. So there are four quarterfinal games. Uh... So the first one will start off, Canada versus Czech Republic. Canada won that pretty decisively, 3-0. They would uh, go on to play Russia, who beat Germany, 2-1. It was actually a pretty close game. The U.S. beat Slovakia, 5-2. And Finland beat Sweden in an epic comeback, uh, 3-2. In the quarter, or sorry, in the semifinals, uh, Canada beat Russia, 5-0. It was an absolute thumping by Canada. It was not even close. Russia just did not come to play. And the United States beat Finland 4-3 to three in a nail-biter. U.S. was up 3-1. to one. Finland came back, and the U.S. closed it out in the final minute with a goal from Arthur Kaliev. Bronze medal game, Finland beat Russia 4-1 to one with two empty net goals. Uh, it was a very close game. Uh, the score does not give that game credit. But the big game, the gold medal game, the United States versus Canada. The United States, pretty big underdog. Won the game two to zero, shutting out the Canadian team with 20 first round picks. So, Justin, what were your thoughts on this tournament? I thought it was an excellent tournament all around. Uh, Canada was absolutely dominant all the way through until they played the United States, and the United States played tough, hard hockey the entire game, and they really put the pressure on uh, Canada. Trevor Zegras and Alex Turcott both chipping in for uh, the gold medal win and Spencer Knight being a blockade in that Canada was unbelievable this year. Uh, Even with the loss of Kirby Dock, guys like Dylan Cousins, um, Jacob Peltier is in there, uh, Connor McMichael, you got Dawson Mercer, which all of Canada now loves. He was playing like the Swiss Army Knife, terrific two-way game in the entire tournament. Cole Perfetti, Bowen Byram, Jamie Drysdale, possibly one of the best, historically one of the best goaltending performances in World Junior Histories, and uh, Devon Levy as well. So it was a fantastic tournament all around. Unlucky for Sweden, uh, as they were missing their head coach, two top forwards, and a defenseman due to COVID, as they weren't able to necessarily get a medal and they their 54-game winning streak in the preliminary rounds were actually ended, which is unlucky, but still has a lot of talent. Hopefully, they'll be better next year. Yeah, talking about Devon Levy, uh, he is actually a draft pick of the Florida Panthers along with Spencer Knight. So they, the Florida Panthers, are going to have an absolutely terrific tandem and goal if they decide to keep both of them in the future. It's going to be amazing, but... That were, or sorry, those were the goalies for the two best teams in the tournament. What about the goalie for the worst team in the tournament? Sebastian Ranischetz. So he only played three games, yet 
he actually had the most saves in the tournament, which is crazy. He averaged nearly 55 shots against per game, which is insane. Definitely the feel-good player of the tournament. Uh, Austria never really had a chance. Their team was mostly built of underagers uh, besides Rossi. I thought, I mean, I just, I feel so bad for him. He had to, he had to leave the game against the United States with a cramp. I just felt terrible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I love Sebastian Ranishitz. Uh, I just thought he played amazing. I just feel very bad for him. Abe, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought that this was one of the most exciting World Juniors I've seen yet. And it was like watching like pre-tournament when Canada was just throwing teams around with scores like, I think they won one game 16 to like two or yeah, 16 to two over Germany. And even though Germany lost a lot of players due to COVID still, that was insane. And then coming into the tournament, they don't let up a single goal into the, till the finals. Like definitely with like, like you said earlier, Justin, with their great defensemen, they were amazing, but um, I have to give a lot of especially credit in the finals to Spencer Knight. Like, if you're looking at, like, Spencer Knight versus Levi, I would probably go with Spencer Knight here because I would have said Levi until the finals game when shutout win two to nothing. He was, he, he was a brick wall. He stopped everything that came at him. It was one of the best performances I've seen. Yeah, I mean, leading up to the finals, I think – or sorry, I mean, really for the whole tournament, I think Levi had overall a better tournament than Knight, especially with Knight having his terrible first game against Russia. But I still do think Knight is the better goalie. There's a reason why he was picked in the first round and why Levi was picked in the seventh round. I still think it's a steal by the Panthers picking him in the seventh round. I just, I still, I'm going to go with Knight over Levy here. But Levy did have the better tournament, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Like, speaking of that they were both drafted by the Panthers. Something I could definitely see happening is like developing them and trading off one of them. Cause after like Bobrovsky just flopped, he, uh, according to, I think NHL fantasy, he's on Instagram. He's supposed to become like one of the bounce back players of the year. But if he does do that, I could easily see them shipping off whichever one doesn't develop as well over like the next year or two. I don't know. I mean, they're going to be facing each other a lot with Levy going to um, Northeastern, Knight going to BC. They're going to be playing each other very often. So we will get to see a lot of head-to-head matchups between them. So I think that's definitely great for the Panthers organization, really evaluating that talent. Yeah. It's fantastic for the Panthers organization. You've got Spencer Knight, early first-round goalie last year, and Devin Levy out of nowhere really stepping up. But what we have to remember here is – the World Juniors is such a small sample scale, total of around seven games in general. It's such a small sample scale that you can't really evaluate a prospect over that time. I think Devon had an unbelievable tournament, but I also think this is possibly the best defense he's ever played in front of in Canada. You've got Bowen Byram. You've got Jamie Drysdale up there as that top pairing that's not going to let anything through is incredible thomas harley an excellent skater did get caught off a few times when i was watching uh he did get beat quite a bit and was extra with his offensive stuff but he was still good uh brain schneider suffocating he actually impressed me uh caden Gouy is okay and caden gorksack was actually uh good with the uh with his transitional game in front i think this was one of levi's 
best defensive game, but in general, Levi was fantastic. But I want to see more of Levi before I consider him even on the level of Spencer Knight. That's a really good point. He did have a better tournament than Knight did. That's a fair point. And moving on to who had great tournaments and who didn't, uh, we're all going to be listing off our all-star teams for this tournament. So best three forwards, best two defensemen, best goalie, all start. I'm going to go with Zegers, Cousins, and Stutzla for the forwards. I just think they all played amazing. Zegers obviously leading the tournament in points, coming second in goals. And then for the defense, Hinala and Byram. Hinala is just a tremendous player, and so is Byram. I thought they had terrific tournaments. And in goal, as we said before, Dev- Devon Levy, he just played outstanding, and I just thought he was terrific. Yeah, I'll go next. Obviously, I have Zegers as the number one. He was, he was the best player in that whole tournament. Then I have, I have, I actually have Lundell coming from Finland. And the, one of the reasons I didn't put Cousins in is because Canada was surrounded by so many first round draft picks. It was one of the, uh, they had so much talent on that team. It's hard to evaluate one player for like an all star when they definitely have so much talent around them. So, and then I saw Lindelf of Finland really stepped up with, because obviously Finland wasn't as good of a team, but they still were very good though. And then obviously Tim Stutzler, he basically did everything for Germany. Like, yeah. Then I have Henela, uh, as you said, Leo. And then I actually put Harley Thomas in because he, was, he had a 14 plus minus with zero goals allowed when he was on the ice the entire time. Like he just, there was, there, there were no goals against him at the time and then like I said earlier I favored Spencer Knight over Levi so I'm gonna go with Spencer Knight Justin go ahead I think it's obvious to say how dominant Trevor Zegers has been I mean if you look at his uh historically 27 points in 17 games I think that's like top five American something crazy up there uh for world juniors in general he was unbelievable this tournament. There was no doubting it. Not only was he clutch and stepped up in big moments, he gave the U.S. the 2 nothing lead in, uh, in uh, the, the game versus Canada, but he was way over a point per, per game and just dominated the play. Uh, I have a Tim Stutzla who was dominant with J.J. Proterka uh, and Florian Elias, I believe, on the German team. They were all just – super good together Tim Stutzla we really saw the highlight real plays out there with his skating agility even his shot was very solid as well next and to add on with uh Stutzla I also have a Vasily Podkolzin uh one of those two uh, I'm leaning more towards Stutzla but I really like Vasily Podkolzin's play he does have a heck of a shot but what I love about Podkolzin is that Every play, it seemed he was driving outside to the net, which I absolutely loved. And my last forward I have, even though it's going a little overboard, I have Minnesota prospect uh, Marat Kushnadinov. And this kid is a little undersized, but he is a rocket. Unbelievable skater. Uh, His agility is up there. His endurance is up there. I was watching this kid play versus Sweden versus Canada as well. And sometimes I would just sit back and watch Marat do a spinorama pass out of nowhere to one of Rodi and Amirov, Vasily Podkolzin, or one of the defensemen, most likely Shakir Mukumudulin, or Jan Kuznetsov or Kirill 
fan of pinching up uh, for offense, but I really like Murakushna Dinov's play. Extremely underrated two-way, um, pro- probably the fastest skater in World Juniors uh, in this entire tournament as well as just being unbelievable skater. Um, goaltending, I have Levi. I've already said it before. He had the best, st- one of the best statistical performances of all time in World Juniors. Defensively, Byram's an easy choice. I thought he was really good with Canada. And Jamie Drysdale, I really saw his defensive game elevated. I did see him, His I thought his back checking was definitely up there. His skating is borderline elite and is borderline NHL. Oh, it is elite and it's borderline NHL ready, even though he'll spend another year in Erie. And the final defenseman I have is Topi Nimola. I thought he was Finland's best defender. Yeah, some some great observations there, Justin. I, I actually do agree with you on a lot of them. I just I think my picks they, they were just like they were the face value safe picks, but I think yours like my mine were like very based off like stats and who like the majority of people were talking about who were the best. But yeah, I, I do agree with you there. Actually, wait, I just thought of this. So, you know who else is going to be playing Knight and Levi in goal? Uh, Ashton Abel for the BU Terriers. We did interview oh, yes. him for a second episode. So, he will be there. And not to mention uh, a BU Terrier, Trevor Zegris, uh, played along with Ashton Abel. And I did get to see him live a couple times. So, I thought that was pretty cool in the Beanpot tournament. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a tournament between Harvard, BC, BU, and Northeastern uh, every year. It's a great tournament for college hockey. Uh, beat the BU Terriers were down by one goal against Northeastern there's one second left and Trevor Zegris pods it to tie it up they did end up losing overtime it was actually very disappointing but you know from that moment I always knew Trevor Zegris would be very good well I mean he hasn't had an NHL career but but I still eat like like obviously he's picking ninth uh, a lot of people knew he'd be very good but that's when I knew he would be good I just thought that's a cool little story so Justin, as we've been talking about, or as you were talking about before, um, some of the Devils' prospects, and we know you've been watching. So, what, like, what are your thoughts? Because we know you're a big Devils fan. What are your thoughts, really, specifically on the Swedish prospects? Swedish prospects, Alexander Holtz. Uh, I don't want to be called out or anything. I thought his games versus the Czechs and the Austrians and the Russians. I thought he was good. Um. When he's when Alexander Holtz is moving his feet, he is very hard to get off the puck. Uh, he's always making plays, whether it's drawing a penalty, making a great passing play, deking into drawing a penalty, as I saw many of those. Uh, he's an above-average skater. Um, I do see him back check quite a bit in this tournament. I, I think he really struggled in that way. Uh, this kid is, has a shoot-first mentality, which I think all Devil fans will want to hear. I think he racked up around 12 shots in general in one game versus Austria. Not a lot of puck luck this tournament, which was a little unlucky. Uh, but the main thing I I see when I see Alexander Holtz is I see so much talent. But in the games versus the U.S., in the games versus Finland, I couldn't really see him because it seemed like he was a little scared or a little nervous. He has he had a pretty uh, underwhelming uh, uh, tournament in my eyes. Sometimes he just wouldn't. It just wouldn't seem he would move his feet, which would end up in in uh, 
penalties that really wouldn't have happened if he just moved his feet a little more. It was a little frustrating to watch, but Alexander Holtz is oozing with talent. And even one underwhelming tournament won't do it because he's dominating in the Swedish Hockey League as an as a, as a teenager, 13 points in 20 games so far, and he's just going to get better. Uh, and besides that, he's going to be a really good player. His shot is NHL ready at this point. Uh, he'll be ready for with the Devils next year, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, some very interesting, yeah, some very interesting uh, takes about Holtz for sure. But what, like, what we really saw this tournament, I think a huge story of the tournament was – Yaroslav Askarov not playing as well as many people thought he would. Many people had him as the best goalie, if not the second best goalie coming into it behind Spencer Knight. And really, not only with his numbers, but with his clutch play, just did not turn out too well for Yaroslav Askarov. He does get to come back next year uh, if he wants to. So that's definitely a positive for him, as we saw with Spencer Knight last year. Uh, they lost in the quarterfinals. And then he obviously did have his big uh, – tournament breakout year and played really well so Justin what do you what do you really think about Yaroslav Skarov not playing too well this year listen listen I'll say the same thing about Levy as I said the same thing about Holtz as I said about the same thing about every prospect the world juniors is seven games max that that's seven games of watching one prospect play over maybe like two or three seasons that I've seen Askarov play or, and others have seen Askarov play. Askarov is not only the best goaltender in this tournament uh, through just pure value and uh, potential, but he's the best goaltending prospects in the world. Uh, Yaroslav Askarov has absolutely dominated Russia Um and the Russian blue line wasn't uh, as well, wasn't too uh, great this entire tournament. It wasn't fantastic. Did I see times where I saw Askarov play the puck a little more and it was really dangerous? Yes. Did he drop his stick in the game versus Canada 18 different times? Yeah. But this is a kid, this is an 18 year old kid who was just drafted by Nashville, who's oozing in potential. Could be one of the best goaltenders, if not the best goaltender in the world, once he breaks the NHL and has a couple of seasons. This kid is going to be unbelievable in one tournament. Just can't shake it. All right. That's a very fair take. Uh, Askarov, really less of a technician and more or a tactician and definitely more of a um, definitely more of a athletic freak, as a lot of people would say, as opposed to Spencer Knight, who's definitely more of a tactician very more, uh, a lot more of the fundamentals there. But Scarf, definitely a lot more athletic, as many people would say. And then one more point going on this tournament. So this tournament is very unique, not only because it's in the middle of a pandemic and there's no fans or whatever, but also because there's no relegation of the bottom teams. So I thought that was very interesting because teams like Austria and teams like Germany could bring up a ton of underagers because, you know, like just give them experience really on the world stage. Right, like uh, a couple of them had 16 year olds. That's like me thinking like, I can't believe I'm out here, right? Like someone my age is out here. Someone my age is actually going against Trevor Zegris or someone from Canada. I just thought it was outstanding what they were able to do. So 
I think next year for sure, since there were no relegations, it'll definitely be a lot tighter tournament. I don't think we'll see any 16 to two games. I think Austria will definitely be a much better team. And yeah. Justin, what are your thoughts on that? I thought, I, I mean, to be honest, uh, I don't love the 16 to two Canada game against Germany. I don't love these huge blowouts. I don't think it's great for the sport in general to see all these teams getting blown out. I think it, it's, it, I see it as a bit of a demotivation for these other teams, but uh, I absolutely love that these teams get to come back to the tournament and put more, put hockey on TV for more families and their respective countries kind of grow it out. We've seen Germany get Tim Stutzla third overall, uh, in the past year, Leon Dreisaitl, third overall in the past couple of years. you got J.J. Perterka, Lucas Reichel uh, making noise as they were drafted in the early rounds of the 2020 NHL draft. Florian Ellis making a lot of noise last year. A lot of Germany players, such as Mort Sider in the 2019 draft, getting picked by Detroit really early. It's really nice for that. Uh, Marco Rossi bringing it up for Austria, really good. One of the highest ranked, uh, highest drafted players from an Austrian of all time. Switzerland, Nico Heischer in 2017 going first overall. The first Swiss player ever to go first overall. Was really good at World Juniors, kind of brought up the light a bit, even though they've been simmering it down. But it's really good for other countries for uh, to get more hockey on TV. But I don't love that these other countries, such as Canada, U.S., Russia, Sweden, Finland, really the five countries that look like legitimate contenders for gold every single season, just completely blow the water without them. That's just my take, though. Um, I think it's definitely a fair take. Uh, I, I definitely agree with you. Well, it was a little, like not entertaining for everyone. It was a little bit demoralizing for those teams, as some people might say. Uh, yeah, I definitely do agree. I am excited to see them come back next season or next year. Yeah, and also just one more point I'd like to add about, like, Justin, you said earlier that, like, this, it's so hard to grade one of these prospects off only seven games. But something, like, especially about with Oskarov, like, yes, this is, the World Juniors is the biggest stage a lot of these guys has been on. And then also with the absence of hockey for so long, especially with COVID, this has become where all of hockey's attention has been without the NHL going on right now, this is basically all the hockey so many people have had for a while. So like judging a lot of these players could be a little bit more influenced underneath the amount of pressure and viewers that are watching this. So I feel like that definitely had a large impact on a lot of these guys. Some good, some really bad, like what we saw with Oskarov. To add on to that point, I think what a lot of people are missing from this point is that these are kids. <laughs> these are... Brad Lambert, yes. Brad Lambert on Finland is 16 years old, just won bronze. He's going, he could challenge Shane Wright for the first overall pick in uh, 2022. Lucas Slavovsky, I think, on the Czech Republic defenseman, he's also 16 years old. Uh, Shane Wright almost made the team at a camp. He was 16 too. These yeah. are kids, 18 through 20. These are still kids. And to write off a kid uh, on this stage, I know it's a huge stage, but to write off a kid over a bad tournament, it's crazy in my opinion. 
Yes, that's definitely true. That's definitely a good point. I'm not exactly just writing him off. I'm more just saying, like, how does he deal with this pressure? Also, it's super freaky to me to think how a lot of these guys out there, they're younger than I am. And just imagine myself imagining that kind of pressure, that kind of stage on anything is a little absurd. But, say, it was good hockey to watch after hockey being in the offseason for so long. Okay, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much, Justin, for coming on. I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blonder. Once again, thank you, Justin. And we are Twigs on the Rocks. And have a great night.